like the internet's kind of a big deal and we're barely halfway globally so it's like yeah by the time bitcoin's 15 percent the world will be entirely different or probably most banks will already be dead but as crazy as it is you know and, and maybe maybe a lot of the banking system still survives maybe it just gets funneled up into larger and larger banks but it's it's gonna be a lot of change and you know it's like i always tell people you don't have to go all in bitcoin you just have to get off zero Exactly. Yeah, I, I th yeah. Probably most people watching your show are, are disagreeable types that have a, the disagreeable obsessed types that are already gotten out zero. But it's like, you know, that I guess to say that to remind people is just you don't have to then convert I, your fan. You don't have you don't have to convert your family into being obsessed like you. Exactly. Just, you just have to get them to get a thousand dollars, a hundred dollars of Bitcoin, lock it away properly. Forget about it for five years yeah. to when they're finally more because you know, it might just be that agreeable disagreeable thing. Maybe they're more agreeable people. And you'll never get them to understand the way you do just because their personality is not wired that way. All right. All welcome right. to the show, Luke Broles. How are you doing, man? Thank you. I, I'm doing well. I, I'm doing well. We were just talking before we recorded. It's, uh, we're recording this right after I did the, um, I spoke at the Canadian Bitcoin conference in Toronto. It was wonderful, fantastic time. There were like 350, 400 people or so. And uh, yeah, it was a blast. So I'm quite tired, but loving it. It's it's a good kind of tired. So yeah, glad we're doing this. Awesome. Well, listen, uh, Luke, I mean, I was planning to do a long format, but you know, maybe in a few months or whenever you have some time, uh, I'd love to do uh, even a live streamed uh, long format. Um, conversation with you, but since um, you're a little bit under time pressure, um, I, I thought um, because you are, uh, you've sort of declared or announced on your uh, on everywhere on social media on Twitter that you intend to do a movie, right, a film project. So I yeah. thought we could focus on that because I um, I'm not sure how long you've been involved in the Bitcoin community, but it's been a I mean it's been a couple of years and. I initiated this group, you know, with Knut Swanholm, Yoni Appelbeck, and a bunch of other Bitcoiners, and I was, you know, intended to, you know, initiate this film project. Um, in the end, you know, it didn't work out or whatever. Um, you know, it just everybody wants to do their own thing, so it's it's, it's a little bit difficult to coordinate and organize uh, these kind of things. But yeah, why didn't you first uh, look? Since uh, you're the uh, first time on my show, uh, just a little bit about your background because it's really fascinating. Um, uh, like a short, brief introduction, like how did you get to Bitcoin? What's your journey? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I, yeah I'm ha always happy to come back and live stream or Q&A or, or with, with chat or whatever, whatever you think. Yeah, I'm, 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 that sounds awesome. I don't actually know if I've... Yeah, I guess I've done one of those. But anyway, yeah, that'd be great. Um, yeah, my background um, for, for... Well, really, I've always loved doing projects. I've always been ambitious. I've always um, just enjoyed doing things, hobbies. When I was younger, the thing I gravitated most of all, gravitated to most of all, was filmmaking. I was uh, making lots of movies, uh, documentaries, narratives, features, shorts, and I did the film festival circuit for multiple years. And that, you know, strangely enough, it kind of feels like it's gone full circle with these Bitcoin conferences. But anyway, I did that. Um, I went to uh, school for film for a while, and then I went to college uh, for finance, um, and then. Let's see, about five years ago or so, I started learning about personal finance. I told that story before online and um, going down, down rabbit hole. Um, late 2019, I was Bitcoin curious. And then 2020, I really realized that, wait a second, the bond market is showing major red flags. You know, I was like, wait, this doesn't make any sense. 
And so then between those two things, I started buying Bitcoin 2021 and really went hardcore um, early 2022 when I understood Bitcoin only. And, I, and at least I, I feel I better understood the true use case of it, uh, not just as an inflation hedge, but as much more than that. And um, yeah, and then early this year, I posted one thing and it went, well, actually, it, I don't know if you know this, but I made multiple YouTube videos, like half a dozen YouTube videos, post them online. They got no views. Nobody cared. But as soon as I posted on Twitter, it went for, for Bitcoin. Twitter it went viral. <laughs> you know, I, I always like to say that I'm famous within a very small community. <laughs> you know, I mean, that, that's how we are. It's like there are the celebrities in the Bitcoin space, but it's like they're not actually. So, so I always debate saying whether viral famous work because it's not really. But anyway, um, yeah, people like my work. Um, and since then, it's been kind of a whirlwind. I've been going to conferences, meeting people, doing shows like this. Um, and then people are like, oh, Luke, you should write a book, you should write a book. And it's like, you know, maybe I will someday, but I feel that my time would be much better, better spent making a movie. Because I think that a movie yeah. would educate normies much better. Because people don't want to read a book or five books about it. They want to watch a movie that they can see in 90 minutes. So so anyway, that's what I'm doing. It, it's kind of crazy. The fundraising is going well. The production is moving along slowly steadily. Hopefully by October we'll have all the fundraising. But it's, um, yeah, it, it feels great. So fulfilling. And tiring. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, like that's how I got here. Proposal about this movie because, you know, with a movie or with a film project, uh, I mean, is it going to be like a pure documentary? Uh, like, or is it like a mixed genre? Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, most Bitcoin documentaries, I feel, are, and it's not that they're bad. It's just, I think that they're not ideal for reaching to the masses because a lot of them are interviews, casual discussions, or, frankly, doom and gloom without really emphasizing them. Or, you know, it's just, to me, I don't think it gets the right mix. And for some people, it is the right mix. But I think for our target audience of trying to deepen conviction of Bitcoiners, number one, and then also number two, reach new people, I I think what needs to be done is define the problem so well that the solution becomes obvious. You know, and I think I think when you put it that way, it kind of makes sense. If you just If we just keep saying to people, Bitcoin's the solution, Bitcoin fixes this, it's like, you know, People don't care, you know, people don't want to start working out until they're overweight. People don't want to quit smoking until they realize there's a help. You know, we, we don't want to fix things and we don't want to support the solution of something until the problem is so obvious to us that we can't see it. So that, that's the goal of the movie. So actually, probably the majority of the movie won't even address Bitcoin. It's just going to be addressing the problem, but with the right framing and the right context so that the last third or the last half or whatever when Bitcoin's introduced, it's like, oh, yeah, this is obvious. And, and, you know, I think also that dispels a lot of the uh, fear, uncertainty, and doubt, you know, so that we don't have to be always on the defense of, oh, actually, energy, this is good. And no, actually, you know, this is good. And that's not bad. You know, I think we just define the problem. I think so much of that just goes away. So, yeah, it, it's kind of a documentary, but it's it's going to be very visually focused. It's going to be very, um, well, you know, it'll be fast-paced. Um, you know, to keep people's attention spans because all of our attention spans are so short. But, but yeah, that's the goal. There, there's a place for podcasts. There's a place for books. And those are things that are wonderful. I'm not hating on those in the slightest. It's just that I think we also need this. And I think when it comes to this, there's a shortage of this exact kind of thing. So, yeah. 
Okay. So I'm sure, you know, like in my case also, um, I mean, I've been in Bitcoin community like for such a long time and uh, there are, you know, I'm sure also in your case, uh, there are like a few Bitcoins or characters uh, that have a really huge impact or that really expands your horizon. You know, uh, some of them, like, yeah. I'm just, you know, just for example, like Jeff Booth, you know, when he talks about like, I mean, I love his book, I love his, you know, wisdom and his, and his humble humility and, and the way he approaches things like totally out of the box, you know, like, and for me, this is like, uh, he he just complimented the already, you know, the knowledge I had or the vision I had of uh, with Bitcoin or, or a society civilization rooted in Bitcoin, uh, what is possible, what could we, this is the reason I wanted to do this movie, the film project. I'm like, you know, if we can like convey uh, I, I want to. I want to like hear your thoughts. Like, how do you how do you want to approach it? Because it's about emotional impact. It's about like opening like uh, I don't know the cognitive, intellectual, and also you know consciousness level. Like, what is possible with Bitcoin? You know, like it takes on a technological level. Even you know, I mean, I'm not talking about, like digital, but I'm like on every infrastructural level. And this is like a topic that I always love to talk about. Like, um, you know, once we have whatever you're gonna call it, hyper Bitcoinization, or whatever you call it. <laughs> But once we have that, it's uh, I think people have have no clue or it's so hard to imagine when, you know, when Jeff Wood talks about deflation is the key to an abundant future, like on every level you can think of. I mean, we can have so much comfort, so much technological evolution at every level would be energy, transportation, uh, health, regeneration or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, yeah. Do you want to like uh, spill some ideas or, I mean, whatever you want to talk about, like, but how do you want to approach this? Yeah, I, I love your passion. It clearly comes through. You, Yeah, you know, it's it's funny. So many Bitcoiners, I, I mean, obviously a lot of the ones that you and I hang out with have this passion, but, you know, again, we're very small subset of Bitcoiners within Bitcoin owners. So anyway, that that's, anyway, you, you get it. Um, yeah, how to approach that. Um, okay, so, so like I said, I was in Toronto and I, you know, in the midst of all this of all that's going on, I tried to take these little bitty afternoon vacations. And so I spent yesterday afternoon at Niagara Falls and it was beautiful. It was wonderful. Um, it was not really what I, well, similar similarities and differences. I, I won't get into that. That's more of a personal thing. But but I guess that there was a statue of Nikola Tesla. And I think approach, I think that's a good example of what you're saying there. Because what was Tesla's vision? You know, wh why... Why I mentioned Tesla before, uh, and, and other people mentioned him. What, what's to me, what's really admirable about him is his vision of the future. Just like Jeff Booth talks about, and others talk about, like I talk about, is having energy prices go down forever, more or you know indefinitely is probably a better term than forever. And um, likewise, um, and likewise, sorry, there's a little bit of noise here. Having energy prices go down indefinitely and um, ultimately that being a means for the end of increasing human prosperity and human flourishing. To me, that's the larger vision. And to me, that's what's exciting about Bitcoin is that, you know, that's why these beat-ups and that's why I'm just going all out on it. And, and like like you understand, too, you, you work super hard on this. You know, I know it's 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 because it's not because of Bitcoin. It's because of the value we see gained to people's lives because of it. I have met so many people that say for the first time in their lives, they are whatever, trying to trying to get in better habits, trying to eat better, trying to eat cleaner, trying to lose weight, trying to get rid of addictions in their lives, whether that's drug related or, or, or whatever, um, or even, you know, perhaps social media, you know, all of our, our phones and everything. It's like, it's, it's a lot. Um, 
you know, or or perhaps you know different things like maybe they just want to spend more time with their kids maybe they want to actually pursue finding a spouse for the first time in their life after being single and finally realizing wait i'm really lonely and i've been lonely for a long time or or perhaps it's something more practical more directly related to bitcoin you know perhaps there's someone in a developing nation where they haven't had hope for their children's education or financial future just because the options are so small but now for the first time they can save you know 10 bucks a week which they've never been able to before because they can't buy stocks they can't do anything else so so i guess how to approach it and and this is yeah it's, it's probably the movie but i guess to answer your question more broadly it's what i try to do a general online is i try to give the larger context of that the beautiful thing about bitcoin is not that its story is this decade or this century. It, it's a longer story of how our ingenuity and our innovation, we're trying to make our, our own lives better and other people's lives better. And, you know, people, people have different worldviews for that. You know, it's, it's fascinating to me how different people with different backgrounds come to it for different reasons. You know, there's, you know, obviously, well, you know, it, it's, it's, it's funny because obviously I'm religious. And so more religious crowd comes to it from their like mission work or their involvement with, the developing world and then people that aren't religious come to it from their basis in logic and wanting to pursue reasoning and math and everything like that and then you have the finance people that come from their background of seeing the problem so it, it's it's just a basic help you know people of different beliefs and people of different industries are all coming together with with wildly different reasons and all coming to the conclusion that yeah we should keep increasing the prosperity of every per every person on earth and I would argue the most efficient way to do that is to upgrade the form of money which people are saving in because money is the form of value of which we price in all other forms of value. So yeah, that's that's my thought on that. I I suppose I don't know if that was what's the best I could, but yeah, it's yeah, it's it's amazing. Uh-huh. What's your personal experience like when you talk to people, would it be, I don't know, in your family circles or friends or anybody, like you people you meet, like do you do you do you like start talking about like but the causes like or other topics like do or do you try to like get to the bottom of it or to or talk about bitcoin like what's your what's your like what is it yeah yeah what's no but before before twitter i definitely talked a lot more about it um anymore i just don't with those my own in real life personal life um and that's not because i care for them any less it's just that i don't have the mental bandwidth anymore you know it's it's um you know, it's 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 a lot. It's it's a lot to you know do everything I can at these conferences and and online, and it's wonderful. I get so much. Well, I I have a small group of haters too. But I I get mostly positive feedback, and so it's just it's just a matter of working effectively. And you know that that's one of the reasons why I encourage people to get off zero is because it's not just me. I'm not saying to say, oh look at how busy I'm. I'm important. It's just to emphasize that I'm not alone. We're all going to be like this. You know, all of us, all the Bitcoiners today are going to be in the spot where it's going to just get increasingly busy because if we're the first out of let's say a thousand people that will eventually use bitcoin it's like just as adoption continues faster and faster and faster i think i think it will cause change faster in the world faster than our human brains can adapt and so i think there's going to be a massive shortage of bitcoiners educating people versus people that desire to be educated so um so yeah yeah i yes and no i, I used to talk a lot about it now not as much um, I think I've greatly improved my communicating um, over the last even few months, especially. And that nice thing about social media is that you get real-time feedback, you know, from a large 
group of, group of people, you know. So what versus doing one on one or what you know one on three is it's very slow, very come you know. Not that it's bad. It's just it's just different. And I think that trying to approach Bitcoin from different avenues online, you get feedback much quicker, and you learn what works and what doesn't work much faster. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, I I think I think you're muted. <laughs> no, no problem. We, we've all done that. That's you know that's the funny thing with Zoom or or Google Meet or whatever is that you know. We used to, we not have that problem, but now that's one of those funny intricacies of communicating is that, oh, wait, I muted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now I always try to shut up and, and just, you know, mute myself. So, I, you know, there's no interferences. Uh, um, so since you, I mean, I, I think I should save this topic for another long format, but since you brought it up, I mean, you said you're a religious person. Uh, and I think it is truly important. I mean, I, I call it the spiritual aspect of it. Um uh, now, independently of the movie or the film project, um, would you, I mean, is uh, do people do do you do you meet a lot of people who who uh, you know firmly say we we are in a spiritual um, what do you want to call it like battle or I mean yeah. it, it is truly spiritual if you look around it's it's insane what's going on you know yeah. uh, I mean we you know we have a daughter she's like two and a half years old and you know we think about her future and. You know this whole thing with this whole LBGT and woke and grooming and you know and it's so mind-boggling you know and and um, but I think the spirituality or your Christianity I think plays a huge role in this. Uh, is yeah. that something you want to like uh, you know put it into the fabric um, of whatever discussion you would have or in the film project? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I get asked that. Why do you talk about your beliefs? Uh, it, it, just as a precursor for answering your question is, is that, you know, I, I just want to be fully transparent in what I believe because it's like when we're talking about money and we're talking about worldviews, it's like everyone has a belief system. And so if someone is going to be following me and try to hear what I think of the world, but, you know, it, it's like if I was on that, if I was in their shoes, I think I would want to know everything that they believe because I think if we know if, you know, well, I just think of myself, I want to know everything that other people believe because it's like you know that way i can try to judge myself okay what do we agree on disagree on how do i think our agreements would aid or harm our worldview where are you know where's the um yeah i i, I just i just think it's useful and, and i think also you know it anyway i i just think that the pros that weigh the cons definitely and uh you know and, and that's for everyone not just people that agree with me I, I think it's a good thing that people share as transparently as they can you know for some people it's not What's best for them? Some people want to remain anonymous or pseudonymous, and I think that's fine. And perhaps that matters less than. But I think if someone's going to put their face out there, the name out there, like that's another reason I I want to have my face out there so people know that I'm young, and and have this experience. You know, I, I get hate sometimes like, oh, you're so young. It's like, well, yeah, I mean, I I think it's better for me to make it known I'm young instead of be pseudonymous and pretend I'm this fifty year old you know equity expert or something like that. So. <laughs> Um, and it, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm twenty. I'm twenty four. Wow, that's really, wow. That's very young. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's it's I mean, very young. But... You, I mean, in your age, I mean, when I was your age, to be honest with you, I mean, I'm fifty one, and then, 
uh, I, when I was at your age, I mean, I sometimes I'm, I, I really am envious or, you know, <laughs> it's like, wow, it's like so young. Like, you know, people like, who is that? Uh, Dylan Leclerc, for example, you know, people like. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's like amazing at that age, like having so much knowledge, so much, you know, like contemplation and discussions and, and knowledge and wisdom and so smart and clever and like super focused on one topic. I mean. I used to have like maybe when I was 27, maybe 30, you know, like when your character forms around plus. Yeah. So, yeah. But, you know, well, I just well, wanted to know a little bit your, yeah, your spiritual approach, because I think we are really in crazy times right now. Definitely. Uh, we can think on it. And for me to be, I mean, for us, you know, for my family, it's like a huge spiritual battle. It's, it's a, it's really literally good against evil, but uh, maybe I'm not, you know, uh, uh, well, and, and it really shouldn't be a surprise. It's what we see in history too. You know, it's it's um, well, well, um David, David and um, Toronto. He and I sat down and recorded a short video about. He has a binder of currencies, and it was just fascinating to go through that and talk about the different examples of inflation and the society because he's so well read on it. It's just amazing. And we talked afterwards as well. And exactly what you're saying is nothing new. It happened at the French Revolution. It happened in the Revolution. It happened at Rome. It happened in um it happened for the portuguese the spanish the dutch i mean you just go on and on and on china like half a dozen times you know it, it's it's just a cycle of that you have society that builds and prospers atop of building new technology innovating lowering energy production like we're saying and then you know we get arrogant we get prideful we we uh, <laughs> or maybe a poor choice of words there or ironic choice of words but, but but we get prideful and then we begin to distort reality we distort the money Instead of creating, we distribute, and then we get nihilistic. And just like you're saying, with thinking of your daughter or, or, or your children, it's it's like the same thing. Our our world is so nihilistic. It's so um, unbearably sad. And you know, it's that's something I try to explain to my family or, or friends who don't understand why I put so much time and brain power into this. I mean, it's it's literally get up, go, 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 crash in bed every night. It's been like that for months. And thankfully, I'm taking a short vacation next week. But um, anyway, it's it's. The fulfilling part is not meeting other people and saying, oh, look, Bitcoin's going to go up. It's meeting other people and them telling me, Luke, for the first time in 10 years, I like have optimism again. Or, you know, other people, for them, they interpret that as, as you know, coming to religion, whether that's Christianity or otherwise, you know, it's, it's, but most people, it has been Christianity, but, you know, some people come to religion. Like I said earlier, other people are just working from your life. And frankly, most people is that they don't know. And that's okay, you know. Most people are like, "Hey, for the first time, I like am actually thinking about the future, or I'm, or I'm actually, you know, wanting to better my life." And yeah, I, I think you're right. It's a spiritual thing, but you know, the the bittersweet truth is that it's probably going to get worse within the fiat world. People will get more nihilistic, more depressed, more suicidal, um, more, you know, as this postmodern virus just continues. But the beauty is that alongside conversations like this or conversations like the one I'm about to have or just hanging out with people, it's it's a beautiful thing. Just it's um I, I I've been in some groups where I've been in some places, both myself personally, but especially around other people, that there's just no hope and there's no reason to think about the future. And it's just it's just so wonderful to have magic internet money contribute in some form. To, to changing that. And the beautiful thing is that we think Bitcoin is so inevitable. We think Bitcoin is so sure. We think Bitcoin is so probable. It's like, wow, th this kind of change, again, within this very tidy Bitcoin world, it's like, if we're right and Bitcoin has larger adoption, it's like, 
what if those positive changes also happen? You know, perhaps, you know, I think probably late adopters will be less passionate about it as early adopters, obviously, but um, so perhaps it won't exactly be equal, but it, it's the right direction. It's the right trend. And that alone is motivation enough. so yeah, yeah beautifully said no beautiful i think only confirmed i mean i've talked to so many people I mean, you know also you you know you've had you had your own conversations with people it's like yeah it wasn't for bitcoin i mean you know we wouldn't have like a really super bright uh you know vision and mission and horizon you know like yeah. hope Definitely. real hope you know like like yeah. this is real you know this is um, and and all the properties you know bitcoin has and the essence of of bitcoin it's like um, I mean, what we can achieve with that, you know, uh, with an exponential rate of speed, you know, as, uh, you know, probably yeah. no further than, than anybody else is like the S curve or the exponential curves and all the laws, you know, that are uh, yeah. governed by that. Yeah, definitely. And it's not even what can Bitcoin do? It's about what are the innovations that will occur on top of that? You know, it, it's like, anyway, it, it's just amazing. What, what if we find cures to diseases? What if we find ways to make food for 10 times more energy efficient than we can now while preserving nutrition? You know, what What if, you know, what if that's the world we're, we're moving towards and uh, at a faster and faster speed? You know, I, yeah, I, I could go on and on. Sorry. Yeah. I'll let you ask the questions. I would yeah. be ramble. <laughs> no, no, I just, I just want to, you know, uh, respect your time. Uh, just the last few minutes, I just want to maybe wrap it up like, um, because you know we know you know from history would it be I don't know the the revolution in the United States in the whatever 1900s or, or 1800s or whatever uh, you know it just takes a couple of percentage of the population to sure. you know to, to to reach a critical like how do you see how do you see that like the Bitcoin the, the path of or the the critical mass or the the, the tipping point of Bitcoin. Uh, do you see that like exponentially increasing, accelerating? Or do you see us like in three or five years, all of a sudden, like you know, that gradual and yeah. suddenly moment? Is that something you could you could talk about? Yeah, yeah. This is a question I get a lot. And, I mean, the only respectful answer is I have no idea because anyone that says they have any idea is kind of full of it. <laughs> uh, you know, it's like it's it's been wonderful to you know. I, I mean, to a certain extent, I have increased my insight, I guess, because I've, you know, been behind the scenes of so many Bitcoin companies and, and talked to so many people, both in public and in private in the last few months. But at the end of the day, it's like, I have no idea. I'm just a regular person like you or anyone. Like, I don't know. Um, I think on one hand, it could be fast because, again, there's the infinite money glitch of a central bank of what if they realize, oh, wait, we can print currency, buy Bitcoin, back our printed currency with the Bitcoin, the Bitcoin goes up in value. And so therefore we could justify putting more currency. I, I think I think that's the big point. I think there will be before that and after that where, you know, I mean, and that's not as absurd as it sounds. We see that in all in places all around the world. We see that, you know, Lebanon is one of the most recent examples. Nigeria is also another example where literally overnight it goes up by a factor of 10. And that's, that's the, not the black market rate, that's the public rate, number one. And then number two, that's a weak currency. You know, the Lebanese currency, very weak currency. Euro is a much stronger currency. The dollar is a much stronger currency. And they could get away with it much longer and much farther, much faster. So, you know, I, I think probably it's going to be very slow for many years. Bitcoin just oscillate and then it'll be fast. And it, so, you know, some people don't like that. Some people in, in Toronto can be hard time for they're like, oh, we want it now. It's like, yeah, we yeah, we do. But it's it's going to be a while. Um, and the uncomfortable probability, too, that I think most Bitcoiners don't want to admit is that the U.S. dollar or whatever fiat currency 
they live under could die and Bitcoin still has to get mass adoption. You know, Argentina is at 100% inflation rate, whatever Turkey's at, you know, what, 50, 30% inflation, you know, like those are G20 nations, you know, hundred, couple hundred million people. And Bitcoin adoption is much farther along there than it is here. But the currency could die. Everyone gets rug pulled. Everyone gets wiped. And Bitcoin adoption will go up, but it may not be 100% because Bitcoin adoption does not accelerate as the rate of currency dying. It accelerates as the, at the rate of humans changing their mindset and understanding it. So, so yeah, I, I really don't know. But, I mean, at the end of the day, what I do know is that the legacy banking and bonds system cannot withstand 5-10% of its users pulling out. And Bitcoin or not, that's already happening. People my age, you know, young people like, you know, like, like, uh, like us kids, you know, we, we don't want to buy bonds. Bitcoin aside, we don't want to buy bonds. It's like the demand for bonds globally, not just the U.S., is going to get gutted as these generations grow up. And why is that? It's because we are artificially forcing interest rates lower and lower and lower. And anyway, we can't reverse that. And so it's, it's, it's completely stuck. And so I guess either way, the... Either way, I don't know what Bitcoin's going to do, but I do know that the fiat system is only going to have exponential more challenges ahead and Bitcoin accelerates those challenges and those challenges don't directly cause Bitcoin adoption but they accelerate the rate at which people start asking those questions which then leads to them changing their mindset which then leads them to adopting Bitcoin so right. that's a lot there I, I hope it makes sense but yeah yep. people should not people should not expect Bitcoin to go to 100 million dollars anytime soon yep. so they should expect that you don't need nearly as much adoption as we think to get absurdly high prices of bitcoin that, that's my genuine belief i mean pe people 10 years ago when bitcoin was 11 dollars or 12 dollars would not have believed I mean, they did it you could go back you could read on reddit they thought a ten thousand dollar bitcoin was impossible and even if it had happened we would have global adoption by then exactly like, you know and you know it, it used to be we're, we're, yeah. you have to think in purchasing power i mean you know you know yeah. because by the time you know it would you know theoretically reach like whatever 10 or 100 million it's like we have to think in totally different terms. Like in, we have to think in purchasing power, you know, uh, for every single set. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and that's the point, you know, I, I get some of my haters are like, oh, 100 million Bitcoin, that's that's more money in the world. It's like, that's kind of the point. <laughs> We're going to make more money. We're going to make more currency units. All right. So, um, but yeah, the, the larger point there, and then I get paid from other people that are like, oh, we should think of purchase power, not price. It's like, you know, the, the whole point of the exercise to emphasize that the number is just irrelevant. You know, like, again, David's collection of currencies is like, I think it was the Hungarian postage stamp was 60 or it was either 50 or 60,000 billion currency units for one postage stamp. It's like, it's irrelevant. The postage yeah. stamp is a postage stamp. It's it's just worth postage stamp. It's just, we just keep adding zeros because human nature, you know, is that we just want to keep adding zeros. So yeah, a million for Bitcoin, a hundred million, a billion, it, it's completely irrelevant. And we will, the world will add zeros faster to weaker currencies, aka not the US dollar. And the US dollar will add zeros the slowest in comparison to all those other currencies. But we're still adding zeros. We feel it now. We're in the US. We're adding yeah. zeros. And the rest of the world's declining faster. So yeah, yeah. Not, purchasing power. That's the emphasis. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, I've talked to uh, Greg Foss a couple of times on my show, and and you probably <laughs> met him personally. I mean, he's a he's a he's a beautiful, I mean, human being is and you know Yeah, when, he's a character, yeah. Yeah, he's like he's like a unique character, and you know because he says you know the total addressable market because he adds whatever the the debt volume or whatever you want to call it, uh, uh, you know to that whatever four hundred fifty four hundred to five hundred trillion, uh, he comes like to a round number of nine hundred trillion. So even if it's just like yeah. a 
small percentage of that total addressable market, that could happen fast. I mean, I, I could literally see that happen fast in the, within the next few years, to be honest with you. No, you're not wrong. It, it could happen very fast. But I, I think Bitcoiners should be aware it can happen literally in a matter of weeks, but have the base assumption that humans are probably dumber than we like to admit, and it's probably going to take us a very long time. And that's not me being pessimistic. It's just the reality. You know, I mean, it, it's 14 years old and only a small group has figured it out. Granted, we're growing very fast, faster than the early days of the internet. But even if we just keep our current adoption rate, you know, then, you know. No, now one other interesting fact you might, you know, maybe I should comment on. I get the question all the time, why aren't there more women in Bitcoin? And I always say the same thing. It's because that Bitcoin attracts the personalities that are the most disagreeable. And statistically speaking, men are on average more disagreeable than women. And so when you are at the far end of the bell curve, all all the people in Bitcoin are men. It's like at the Bitcoin conference, there's just yet 300, 350 people. There were like maybe 30 women. So it's like, okay, 90% men, most of which are actually older, but they're not in their 20s. They're in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. Um, you know, not, not the young teenagers or young 20-somethings like the media would like to have you believe. But but it's like, okay, what's my point with that? It's like, well, perhaps you're right. You know, perhaps you're right, Kevin. Perhaps it's very fast. Because what happens when all the disagreeable people in the world are already in Bitcoin and the only people left are the agreeable people? Not that that's, not that one's better than the other. It's just staying that fact of what happens when everyone left that hasn't adopted Bitcoin are the people that don't need a thousand hours to learn about it because they're so disagreeable, but instead we'll just go with it because that's what everyone else is doing. You know, to me, that makes sense. And that's kind of how other technologies are adopted before. You have all the misfits and weirdos that are super disagreeable and stubborn. Or like like Foss, you know, I would describe Foss as pretty disagreeable, you know, or or Max Kaiser or Sailor or Natalie Brunel. Again, it's not not a, a sex thing. Uh, you know, I mean all, all these people are extremely disagreeable in good ways. Because they, because they're defending it and they're projecting the inferior way of things. And it's like, what happens when everyone left or people that don't have that mental resistance to get past? Yeah, yeah. It's just a thought. It's like three to three to five percent. Would you agree with that? Is like you know maybe between three or five percent of whatever Earth population or you know specific populations, like three to five percent critical mass, and then it just you know. Yeah. No, I, I think it's a good estimate. It might be higher, might be 10% if they can really meddle with things. But yeah, I think by the time we get 3 to 5% global adoption from Bitcoin, it'll be way too... I mean, you know, look at the internet. The internet's only 60% adoption. Yeah. It's like, we're yeah. talking over Zoom right here. It's like, the internet's kind of a big deal. And we're barely halfway globally. So it's like, yeah, by the time Bitcoin's 15%, the world will be entirely different. Probably most banks will already be dead, as crazy as it is. You know, and, and maybe maybe... A lot of the banking system still survives. Maybe it just gets funneled up into larger, larger banks, but it's it's going to be a lot of change. And you know, it's like I always tell people: you don't have to go all in Bitcoin; you just have to get off zero. Exactly. I, I yeah. Probably most people watching your show are, are disagreeable types that have a, the disagreeable, obsessed types that have already gotten off zero. But it's like you know that I guess to say that to remind people is just you don't have to. Then convert I, your fam- you don't have you don't have to convert your family into being obsessed like you. Exactly. Just, you just have to get them. You get a thousand dollars, a hundred dollars of Bitcoin, lock it away properly, forget about it for five years. Yeah. So when they're finally more, because you know, it might just be that agreeable disagreeable thing. Maybe they're more agreeable people, and you'll never get them to understand the way you do, just because their personality is not wired that way. And so yeah. it might just be. Anyway, it's it's just thoughts. Hopefully, it's useful to people. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. No, I think, you know, it's also, I think, I mean, I consider it as an ethical responsibility, at least, you know, we don't have to tell them we told you so, but at least, you know, I, I love it that you repeat that mantra, you know, get off the 
you know, fucking zero, you know, just, you know, you're not going to regret yeah, yeah. they can't lose anything. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, look, I don't want to like uh, pressure you on the time. Um, no, is, no, I, I could talk a little more. Yeah. yeah. No, I just wanted. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, no, that would be topic that would, would just take a little bit more time. But is there anything, <laughs> about, uh, is there anything like really uh, important that you think people should a little bit, you know, start thinking about or I don't know, educating themselves, anything, whatever you think it's important? I mean, I think it's important people just start considering the consequences of the technology because it's like that's you know again I, I one of the reasons to talk about my personal beliefs is you know selfless and i want people to understand my full belief system so they you know they see full transparency so that they can see my flaws or you know whatever but i think another part of that too is to encourage people to start thinking beyond bitcoin because we are not ready for the technologies that are coming that, that was my first thread was we have less to come with the future than the past and I think some people assume that I'm just saying, oh, everything's going to be perfect, world's going to be better. It's like, I think it's true to a large extent, but I mean, you know, we just have to be aware that there are major moral questions that are coming that we don't have the answers for. I mean, you know, genetics is probably a very obvious one. There are so many questions surrounding genetics, editing genetics, designing genetics, both on a practical level of we know enough to be dangerous, but we don't know enough to know really what we're doing. And simultaneously, all the moral questions that we are even less prepared for. So, you know, whether it's that, artificial intelligence, I mean, as controversial as it might, from both sides as it might be to say, is that AI is coming, many jobs are going to be displaced, probably unlike anything we've seen before in history. And so, in a similar way that the automobile economically made the horse irrelevant, there's an uncomfortable chance that humans would undergo the same thing this century and early next century and how do we deal with it that um i don't think ubi or anything like that so, uh, you know i think obviously bitcoin's the answer practically but morally societally culturally um you know that thousands of years of the majority of humans working for a living it might be in the final era of that and anyway i i guess, I guess yeah i i mean you guess parting message I, I guess that'd be my message i encourage people to think about what do these things look like and i think there will be net goods but everything has a trade-off and everything has a transition cost. It's obviously a better thing to go from punches that gatherers to farmers and then from farmers to the industrial world. But in every one of those eras, there's a period of trade-offs, there's a period of transition costs. And we just have to be positive. We just have to be encouraging and help people. And ultimately, that's my major concern, that as Bitcoin begins to eat and continues to eat the fiat world, that the fiat world will descend so quickly and descend so violently that it will end up in war and granted there's already war within the fiat system but you know obviously i mean a much larger larger war so so yeah i guess that's my hope that bitcoiners will not just be here to help people get off zero but to help people to reorient the worldview towards optimism and re reorient the worldview towards that better view of the future and understanding that yes there are trade-offs but it's inevitable anyway and it's probably going to be better on the other side because i think if we don't do that then people will just continue the nihilism longer than they would otherwise and i think that's i think it's a bad thing for many reasons so yeah i just encourage people to think about those questions what are the technologies coming and how do we adapt for it because we're at the point where it's changing faster than our brains it's our you know it's like these these we're already at that point where apps and, and the news cycle it's already faster than we can keep up and it's only going to get faster i think perhaps it slows down at some point in the future but for a while it's going to only get faster and mm -hmm. I think people are severely behind and we need people 
at the forefront. Because like I said earlier, with that discrepancy between people educated about Bitcoin and the rate at which Bitcoin is changing society, I think that's true, not just for Bitcoin, but everything after Bitcoin, it's only going to be more true. And yeah. so I, I think people out there like me, like you, like the other people in the Bitcoin space that are not just trying to advance Bitcoin, but trying to advance this line of thinking, I think we will have immense value, um, both towards ourselves, because people will be willing to pay us and, and compensate us for our time. But then also, more importantly, we'll be able to bring value to other people because it takes years for human brains to change. And yeah. it's not that we're better than anyone else. And like, I, I think that's the other thing is that this whole have fun sting for shaming people. Oh, look, we told you so. It's funny to a certain extent. Some days I feel it because I just lose my patience. But, but you know, ultimately, I'm not smarter than anyone else. I'm not better than anyone else. You know, I don't think I'm any more moral than anyone else. It's just that my brain is a couple years ahead of everyone else's. And to most people, these things sound crazy. But if they just let their brain adapt in time, I, I think I think they'll probably come to the same conclusion. Because I was there. I thought it was insane. And now here I am where I'm this, you know, I'm one of those people. I'm one of those Bitcoiners. So. Anyway, I, I hope that answers your question. I hope oh, that's encouragement. Uh, beautifully said, and I, I love your closing words because um, it, it goes, you know, it feeds back uh, again into the into the into our first topic uh, about your movie project, film project. Oh, I think it's a huge opportunity. It's a huge opportunity with your film project to open up, you know, the minds and the hearts and the souls, you know, of of the people. Uh, inspire them, and I think the uh, and I think this is why it's so important. The first few minutes of a of a of a film or a movie, like uh, how do you approach them? Like how do you open? How do you, how do you inspire them emotionally? Or in the, and then comes you know the intellectual, cognitive, and uh, comprehension level. You know, yeah. So, uh, where do you want to like? Uh, where can people find you? And I also I know you have a guy guy. Is that called like pronounced? Yeah, guy, guys. Are, yeah, 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 yeah. People can follow me on Twitter and YouTube. I've gotten a whole bunch of requests for other things, uh, Nostar and LinkedIn, you know, depending when you release this, I might have those. Up. Well, Nostar I have up, I'm just not there very frequently. It's, it's just a matter of that. I, I got to get on top of what I'm already trying to do before I expand. <laughs> so yeah, so YouTube, Luke Broyles, Twitter, Luke Broyles, B-R-O-Y-L-E-S, they can find me there. And then on Geyser, um, they can go on Geyser and support the film. Um, I'm trying to raise $20,000. The, the film is hopefully going to appear like I had a six-figure budget if we do if we do it right. People are donating their time. People are being very generous or or, or reducing the cost of their time. Um, and and we, we, we've got some great people lined up to, to help make it happen. And um, yeah, also for anyone that donates 100,000 sats to the project, aka $25 or $30 at the time we're recording, um, look at the name of the credits. And the reason for that is, is twofold. Number one, just because some people like that. Um, and then number two, hopefully it's a good orange pilling transition. You know, hopefully if I do my job well enough, we do our job well enough, this movie will get, you know, 100,000 to a million views or maybe even more if we have a really big bull market. And it's like, you know, maybe you can message your family and say, look, my name's in this video with a million views. Hopefully you should watch it. And then they'll watch it and then they'll find So anyway, yeah, if, if um, and also that's just because that means if we have a thousand people that donate, then we funded the project. So uh, funding's doing very well. I'm overwhelmed with just positivity people they are they are really eager to see this project uh we're already like a quarter of the way there by october i think we should have full funding and so if we reach that and assuming it's not delayed uh then we're looking at free having which is very exciting so um yeah so they can find me on twitter youtube or if they believe in the project and believe in the cause they can find it there it's the case for bitcoin i'm going to go to geyser under education and films so 
Yeah. All teamwork. It's all <laughs> about the community and teamwork. And you've had the right people. Oh my God, you know, with the right passion and and <laughs> yeah, abilities and skills. Oh, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. So thank yeah. you very much. It Look, means a lot. I, for the time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Take care. All right. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. Look forward to next time. Ciao, Luke.